0: Um, how many of you guys have ever heard the term throwing shade? You guys ever heard the term throwing shade? You know what that means? Someone tell me what that means. Oh, yeah, that's what Rex did to Debbie, right? So kind of what that, what Rex does that to everyone, right? Yeah. So that basically what that means is, is to talk trash on someone or to disrespect someone. Sorry. Well, whoa, hang, hang on. Or um maybe you maybe have you ever had someone throw shade and it makes you so mad? They throw shade at you and it makes you so mad. Like it's like maybe you respond like they just push my buttons. Have you ever said that? Maybe that's just an old person term like they just pushed my buttons. <clears throat> well, maybe you shouldn't make your buttons so obvious. But I love something um, our previous pastor, Pastor Newby, used to say all the time when when people would complain or talk about pushing your buttons. He used to say, "Well, why you should pray to God and ask Him to make you buttonless." And I, I don't know; that's it's interesting. It's, and I love that concept. Say, you know what, God, just take away my buttons. Not like, like take. You know, not in a weird way, but you know, when people say you push my buttons, it means that you know how to get at me. You know how to get me. You know how to make me mad. But when you're asking, guys, say God, just take that out of my life, remove that from my life. Sometimes on social media, have you guys ever noticed the comments are better than the post itself? You guys ever noticed that? Like <clears throat> people throwing shade, or you heard the term clap back. Okay, no, all right. But any of you, have any you guys use Twitter? Yeah, you guys ever? Do you guys follow? Do <clears throat> you guys follow Wendy's on Twitter? Oh my goodness, Wendy's is the best at, at throwing shade at people. Um, there was this tweet, someone tweeted to Wendy's and they said, Wendy's, I'm at In-N-Out Burger. What should I get? And Wendy's replied, out. <laughs> Wendy's, there was another one, someone said, Wendy's, how much does a Big Mac, Big Mac cost? Wendy's replied, replied your dignity, you guys remember a while back when IHOP changed their name to IHOB? They put a B in there instead of it. They were all, they were promoting their burgers. Well, someone asked them about, um, about the competition, Wendy's, Wendy's about their competition at IHOP. And Wendy's responded, we're not concerned by a restaurant who's given up on making pancakes. So Wendy's knows how to throw shade. See, when I was in high school, we would all the the way. When I was in high school, the way we would respond to throw shade to each other was your mama jokes, right? Someone would say something, you always respond, "Your mom," and well, it turned into it was a whole whole your mama joke. But then it finally was like, "Your mom, your mom goes to college," like it was you know just stupid stuff. Like we would all I can't I'm not gonna tell any of those jokes tonight. But um, we would respond with with mom jokes, and that's how we would throw shade. And and not nowadays, everyone makes up memes to throw shade, right? Like you you you're gonna shred someone, you make a meme about them, right? And and uh, and so and with the internet, or so with the intent to get someone, to get at someone. And so uh, when I, when I was in seventh grade, I moved to a new town. I started a new school. Went to this brand new, not brand new. For me, it was brand new. This middle school, and it was like four stories tall. It was a big building, three or four stories tall, big building, and it was a really, really old building though. And our our uh, lunchtime recess playground was across the street in a big fenced-in area. So you're like, oh, that's where they keep all the animals. That's what it felt like as they were herding you across the street, because you get out there, there's there's no like actual shade, no trees, nothing to stand under. You're in the heat of the sun, and it is my first day at this school, and I know no one, and I'm walking across the street, and I'm like looking at people, and it's just awkward, and it's weird, and so I walk in there, and there's this guy who walks up to me, and, I, and, and it was my first day of school, so you know how it is your first day, you want to look good, like you're wearing your good shoes, you're wearing your new clothes, and so I walk up there, and my mom had gotten me, I don't know why or where you even find these shoes, but suede shoes, I had these brand new suede shoes. I thought they were the coolest things. I'm walking up into this, this playground area, this this uh recess area, and this guy named Levi, he was a massive man. I think he had failed like two grades before. Like this guy was shaving and in seventh grade. Him and Max only do that. <laughs> <clears throat> and so he was massive and and, and and he was he was in the playground and he was like throwing people down into the dirt. And like he was tripping people or someone, the basketball would come off the court and he would just take it and punt it like across the street. Like he's like, this guy is a jerk. Like he was the meanest guy. So I'm standing there on the playground and he walks up to me and I'm like, yes. And he steps on it's it's dirt everywhere. And he just steps on my new shoes. And I'm like, if you weren't. If I had a knife, I would probably turn and run. Like, I wouldn't do anything. But this, and he was hating, throwing shade on everyone. And here's what I figured out years later about Levi. Levi hated everyone because Levi hated himself. He was miserable. He came from a, a really rough home. In the town we grew up in, there's a few families that you know about. Like everyone knows these, you know, if you grew up in a small town, everyone knows these certain families who cause all the problems and do all the things. That's the family that Levi was from, came from a terrible home. And and here's what I want you to get tonight. Here's what I want you to catch tonight. Haters only throw shade on sunny situations. Haters only throw shade on sunny situations. And so, and, and and here's what I want you to catch. If you got your Bible tonight, we're in uh, we're in Luke five seventeen, and I'm going to read this to you because here's what's happening. Um, actually, before I tell it, before I read it, here's what's happening. Jesus is at this house and he's preaching at this guy's house, and it must have been a pretty decent sized house because it's packed with people. It's wall to wall with people, people trying to hear Jesus, people trying to hear what he's got to say. And so these, these four guys have a friend who's paralyzed. And paralyzed means Yuck, your body is not moving. You're not going anywhere. So they, they have him in this blanket, and they're, they're carrying him to Jesus because they hear that Jesus can heal, and they want their friend healed. So they've got their friend in this blanket, and they come up to this house, and it's packed. You can't even get in the house there's no room to get in. So their guy's like, what are we going to do? We need to get our friend to Jesus. What are we going to do? And so they go upstairs to the top of the house. and like, no other option, boys. We're going to dig through the roof. And so they start digging through the roof to get their friend to Jesus. And they lower their friends down to Jesus. And so, so when, when the friend gets down to Jesus, Jesus looks at him and he says this, I was going to read this whole thing. Actually, write this down. Uh, Luke 5, 17 to 26. I was going to read that whole thing, but I'm just going to read this certain part. It says this um, This is when they lowered him down. Jesus looked at the man, and instead of healing him, guess what he does? He says, You're forgiven. Which is amazing because they were there for him to get healed. And Jesus turns and looks at him, and he says, You're forgiven. Your sins are forgiven well, hang on, Jesus, we're here for our friend to get healed. But the the great thing and what I love about this is it doesn't matter if you're healed or not as long as you've still got sin in your life. The healing doesn't matter as much. It's what's going on in your life and in your heart. And so what happens, here's, here's what happens. Um, Jesus says, man, this is verse 20, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees, and the Pharisees were the people, they were always trying to catch Jesus. And they were always trying to get him in trouble. They were always trying to catch him doing something bad or saying something wrong. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And these guys are trying to throw shade at Jesus Jesus is in the house, and he's working miracles. He's doing great things. He's healing people. He's forgiving people of their sins. He's, there's, they're visually watching someone's life being changed. And these guys are like, whoa, who is this who can forgive people? And who is this who can heal people? Like they're trying to throw shade at Jesus. And they're always trying to catch him doing something wrong. And, and right after he forgave him of his sins, who is this who speaks blasphemies? See, the Pharisees, they hated on Jesus for bringing light to a dark situation. They hated on him for doing that. So there's three things I want you to know, three things I want you to catch tonight. The first thing is this. I want you to be yourself. I want you to be yourself. And you probably hear hear this all the time. You probably hear this at school. You probably hear this from your family, from your parents. You definitely hear this at church. Be yourself. Uh, What was that? Uh, Was it the Aladdin movie? Right? Where the, the genie is like a little bee and he's like, be yourself. Yeah. I'm the only one who, my, Aladdin's my favorite Disney. Anybody else, Aladdin's your favorite? You and me, Tirza. Friends forever. So, So Jesus, in this situation, he was just being himself. He wasn't trying to be someone else. He wasn't trying to be anything different. He was being himself. And he knew that God had sent him to that group of people. He knew what he was supposed to do right then and in that situation to show people how to have a relationship with God, and that's what he was going to do. Students, I want to encourage you to be yourself. No matter what anyone says about you, you be yourself. And, and, And I'm sorry, let me take that back. Don't be yourself. You be the person who God created you to be. That's the best self you can ever be. Don't you be like, oh, I decide... I had a friend in high school who, um, during the weeks, he all dressed um, uh, preppy. I guess, I don't know if they still use that term now, but he dressed like really, like hipster nowadays, I guess. And But then on the weekends, he was a cowboy. He wore cowboy boots and the Wranglers and all this stuff. And I'm like, who are you? I don't even understand. He He couldn't decide what he wanted to be or who he wanted to be. You be who God created you to be. Don't. Don't be who you think you are or who you think you want to be. The best person that you can be is the person who God created you to be. Ephesians 2.10, it says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things that he's planned for us long ago. The second thing is this, don't back down. See, Jesus knew that there were haters in the house. He knew that people were doubting him and, and what God has called him to do, but he didn't back down. He didn't step back. It didn't bother him. He didn't back down. <clears throat> and students, I think so many people miss out on, on what God has called them to do because they're afraid of what people are going to say. They're afraid of what other people are going to think. They're afraid of what, uh, how other people are going to respond. I think that's a lot of reason why we don't ever step out and be the person that God's created us to be, because we're afraid of what people think. We're afraid of the haters. And instead of stepping into who God has called us to be, um, we back down. And see, so when you back down because of the haters, you're allowing them to control your life. I'm going to say that again just so you can hear it. When you back down because of the haters, you are giving them permission to control your life. And you're going to mess out on God's purpose for your life. Do you want to live a miserable life, then let the haters control you. Let them run your life. So be yourself. Refuse to back down. The only way to really get a hater to back off is to make sure that you don't back down. You don't back down. Most people today are known for what they're against. You be a person who is known for what you're for, and stand up for what you what you believe in or what you what you're for. Um, You'll not make a difference if you're known for what you're against, but you will make so much more of an impact if you're known for what you're for. Isaiah forty one ten it says, "Don't be afraid, for I'm with you. Don't be discouraged." For I am your God. I'll strengthen you and I'll help you. And I'll hold you up with my victorious right hand. The last thing is this. Do what's right. So not only was Jesus being himself, Jesus was always doing what's right. He was always doing what's right. He always did the right thing. Students in this life, you'll, if, you, if you'll want to go far, if you want to accomplish all that God has called and, and planned for your life, if you, you have to try to do what's right. You have to try to do what's right in every situation you face. Doing what's right will always lead, lead you to greater things. Doing what's right will always gain you more influence than the person who says what's right, but always does what's wrong. Doing, what, will always, doing what's right will always lead you to great things. When you decided to do the right thing, no matter what uh, anyone else thinks, great things are going to happen. Great things will happen. But here's the deal. Doing what's right is, isn't always what's easy. In fact, most of the time, doing the right thing is the hardest thing. It's the most difficult thing you can do. I want to read this last verse and then we're going to get into our fam time. Hopefully you paid attention because we're going to have a discussion here in a few moments. Galatians 6, 9, it says this. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. I love this verse because sometimes we get tired of doing the good thing. Sometimes we get tired of doing the right thing because here's the deal. We got haters in our life. We got people pushing on us. We got people against us. You got the enemy against you so many times in this Galatians 6, 9, and it says this. so let's not get tired of doing what's good this next part and just at just the right time you will reap a harvest a blessing if you don't give up i want to encourage you don't give up don't give up don't give up living for jesus don't give up leading for him don't give up um, doing what's right don't back down be yourself be the person that god has called you to be But this summer, summer's almost here. And this summer, you're going to have so many opportunities. Um, You're going to have so many times where you're going to be tempted. There's going to be temptation come on you or or against you. You're going to be tempted to to do the wrong thing. And I want to encourage you, like, if you give in to that temptation, what that's going to do is that's going to begin to diminish your Christian witness. You know if you say you're a follower of Jesus and then you 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 people around you get you to do things or lead you to do things and you give in to those things your Christian witness will drop and drop and drop and drop and it's so important for you to stay strong and and to influence uh allow your influence to reach those other people because your influence will decrease uh if you be if you begin to give in to how everyone else is acting and how what everyone else is doing. If you notice, the people who are respected and looked up to are the people who stand for something and who won't give in to everything else. Those are people, they may get made fun of and they may get picked on from time to time, but they are respected. And then that's, that's kind of how, I had a friend like that in school and, and they wouldn't budge, they wouldn't do things, they wouldn't step into the things that me and the rest of my friends were doing. And And every single time, when I got in trouble or when I, I, I knew I needed someone to talk to, that's the friend I went to. Because I knew they had a good relationship with Jesus. It wasn't the other people. It was the ones who, have, who were solid in their faith. The ones who were stepping out and living different than everyone else. They, they may not get the, the most friends, but they'll have the most respect. And they'll be the people that everyone goes to when things are going wrong, wrong in their lives, you guys remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, and and in the Bible, what's going on is this uh, king Nebuchadnezzar uh, he he built this ninety foot tall golden statue, and at this when the band started, basically he instructed when the band starts playing, everyone is going to bow down and worship the statue of him. And so the band starts playing and everyone starts bowing down. And they look out across the crowd and these three guys are still standing. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Long story short, they bring them in to the king. And the king's like, hey, you better bow down to me. You better worship when the band plays. So they fire up the band and those three guys just stand there. And so he's like, here's what I'm going to do. You see that fiery furnace right over there? It's a big, massive fire. If you don't bow down and worship me. And, and so they go on. And so, and I, I love this. Um, they understood that their words carry weight and they had to do what's right. And here's what they said. They said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to de- defend ourselves. This is in the Bible. This is what they say. They're like, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to defend ourselves. And I love that because they didn't, they stood in front of the leader of, of, of everything and in that moment, at that time. And they stood in front of him and they said, we don't need to defend ourselves. We, we're not gonna back down. We're gonna do what's right. And we're gonna stand for something. We're gonna believe in something. And so, and, and I love it because they go on to say this. If we're thrown into that blazing furnace, the God we serve, he's able to save us. He'll rescue us from your power, your majesty. I love this next part. They say, "But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you." And I love this. I love this uh, throwing shade at Nebuchadnezzar. They said, "We want to make it clear to you, Nebuchadnezzar, that we'll never serve your gods or worship the gold statue statue that you've set up." See, and I love that. And I want you to know that that tonight, um, that just because you're a Christian, just because you're a follower of Jesus, that people. Don't let people walk all over you. Because I think sometimes as a follower of Jesus, we kind of feel like we have to be humble and we have to be like, let people kind of push us around a little bit. No, don't, you stand up for for being a follower of Jesus. Don't let people walk all over you. Christ followers are supposed to walk and live boldly. You're called to be bold. When people throw shade in your life, how are you going to respond? When people say things against you or, or against your God, how are you going to respond? There's this old quote, and maybe you've heard this, if, if you can't stand for something, then you'll fall for anything. And we see that to be so true in so many people's lives. People try to live every lifestyle. They try to follow every trend. They try to follow what is the next pop, most popular music. I like that too. We try to be like everyone and everything else, but God calls us to be bold. These three guys, they love Jesus so much that they didn't fear the possible furnace. And I love how they said this. They said, even if God doesn't save us, that we still won't bow down, but we believe he will.